Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the surah over here. Allah says, أَلَّذِينَ يُظَاهِرُونَ مِنْكُمْ Those people, meaning the men, who do zihar amongst you. مِنْ نِسَائِهِمْ From their wives. Meaning the men who pronounce zihar against their wives. Who declare their wives to be their mothers. The first thing is, Allah says, مَا هُنَّ أُمَّهَاتِهِمْ They're not their mothers. Even if you call your wife your mother a thousand times, she doesn't become your mother. In ummahatuhum, their mothers are not illa la'i except those women who waladnahum who gave birth to them. Meaning your mother is your biological mother, the one who gave birth to you, not the woman whom you're married to. Wa innahum and indeed they, meaning the men who say lihar to their wives, layakuluna munkaram min al Surely they say munkar of qawl, meaning they say words that are munkar. Munkar is that which is rejected. Nahi anil munkar. We are to forbid the munkar. Because munkar is wrong, it's rejected, it's not acceptable. So the statement that they utter, what is the statement near Allah? It is munkar, meaning it is a sin. Munkaram min al qawl. It's a sinful statement. Wazura. And it's also a lie. It's untrue. It's false speech. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَعَفُوٌ غَفُورٌ And indeed Allah Surely he is Afu and Ghafur. Beautiful. Afu, he is pardoning. Meaning that he gives chances to the servants even after they have made mistakes. That when they make a mistake and they turn to him, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create a way out for them. Inna Allah la'afuun and Ghafur, he is forgiving, meaning if they repent. We see that firstly in this ayah what is established? There is a difference between one's mother and one's wife. There is a difference between one's mother and one's wife. A man's wife is not his mother. And a man's mother is not his wife. While this is important for men to understand, it's also important for women to understand. So a woman who is married to a man should not act like she is his mother. And a woman who has given birth to a man should not act like she is his wife. Let the wife play her part and let the mother play her part. Each one should remain within her limits. Remember that a mother can never become the wife and a wife can never become the mother. So technically, there shouldn't be a competition between the wife and the mother. But generally, what is it that many women are competing over? The mother feels insecure from the wife. Right? And the wife feels insecure from the mother. These are the problems that we have. So here, a clear difference is established between the mother and the wife. They're two different human beings. A man has a duty towards his mother, and he has a duty towards his wife. And these roles should not be confused. Secondly, what we see is, that if a man were to say the statement of lihar to his wife, then what effect does the statement have on the marriage? Zero. It doesn't affect the marriage at all in the sense that it doesn't cause divorce. It doesn't. So this ayah establishes that the words of lihar do not establish divorce. However, saying these words to the wife are offensive near Allah. How offensive? Allah calls these words munkar and zur. Munkar, wrong, and zur, lie. And then in the following verses, the penalty is given. What does it mean then? 
Saying these words is basically committing a major sin. If a man were to say these words to his wife, then he is committing what? What kind of a sin? A major sin. Because there are consequences. There is a penalty. There is a punishment. Do you see the victory that this woman was given? The success that was given to her? That how Allah created a way for her? You see, many times it is words that are used to control people, to abuse them. It's language. It's all a game of words. But look at how this woman goes to the right source and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates a way out for her. وَالَّذِينَ يُظَاهِرُونَ مِن نِسَائِهِمْ And those people who pronounce lihar to their wives, meaning the men who say the words of lihar to their wives. ثُمَّ يَعُودُونَ لِمَا قَالُوا Then they return for what they have said. Meaning, they wish to compensate, they must compensate for what they have said. Because it's a munkar qawl, it's a zur near Allah, so you must repent from it. So yauduna, they have to return, lima, because of what? Qalu, they said. Meaning they have to make up, they have to do tawbah, they have to offer expiation for the wrong words they uttered. Then what is the expiation? فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ Then تَحْرِيرُ Setting free of a رَقَبَةٍ Of a neck, meaning a slave. The man has to free a slave. This is the kafara. This is the expiation. مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَتَمَاسَ Before they touch each other. Meaning before any physical contact, the man has to offer the expiation. He cannot say, well, you know what, the words of lihar are meaningless anyway. So it didn't affect the divorce. And this is what many people will do. They will say the most nastiest things to their wives and then demand that they be physical intimate with them. The Prophet ﷺ once said to the men that were sitting around him that how could one of you beat your wife as if she were a slave and then sleep with her in the same night? How could any one of you do that? So here a condition has been set. Rather a penalty is given that the man must free a slave before touching the wife. Before having any physical contact with the wife. That, oh you people, you are advised with, you are instructed with. وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ And Allah is fully aware of what you do. Because many of these problems, they happen behind closed doors. There are such private you know, matters between man and wife in which many times abuse can happen. And these things, a woman is unable to even express or share with anybody. So, وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ Allah is fully aware of what you do. فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ Then whoever doesn't find, meaning whoever does not find a slave to free, meaning he cannot afford it, he's too poor, or he simply cannot find a slave whom he can purchase and set free, then in this situation, فَصِيَامُ شَهْرَيْنِ Then fasting for two months. But how? مُتَتَابِعَيْنِ Consecutively. Both have to be consecutive. Meaning fasting for two lunar months without a break in the middle. Think of Ramadan, right? Women, they get a break in the middle, right? But men don't. What happens to the men by the end of the month? Many times, they are exhausted, especially if Ramadan is in the summer. 
double that. And if a man misses even one fast in the middle, then what does he have to do? He has to start all over again. All over again. This is for what reason? Why? Because of what? Because of saying a statement. Because of saying certain words. That these words are so toxic. Firstly, they're so sinful near Allah. They're so bad near Allah. And they're so toxic for the relationship. That you must be disciplined. That you better not say something like this to your spouse again. And this really teaches us the importance of being careful with our words. With our loved ones. People that we live with. So easily we say things that are not appropriate. And women also are guilty of it. Men are guilty of it. Mothers are guilty of it. Children are guilty of it. We all are guilty of it. So, فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ is the first thing. If that is not possible, then فَصِيَامُ شَهْرَيْنِ مُتَتَابِعَيْنِ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يَتَمَاسَّ Before they have any physical contact. فَمَنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِرْ But what if a person is not able to do that? He can barely control his tongue. How is he meant to fast for two months? فَمَنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِرْ Then whoever is not able to do that, let's say he's old, he's sick, he's tried a couple times, but he's never able to fast two months consecutively, then فَإِطْعَامُ سِتِّينَ مِسْكِينَ Then he must feed 64 people. 60 meals. Can you imagine? He has to give food, full meals, to who? 64 people. You see, kafara could be anything. Right? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, He could have given a different kafara. But if you look at these kafara, the first, free a slave, free a life. If that you cannot do, then fast. Fast, why? Because fasting develops taqwa. And then feed the needy. Why feed the needy? Because when you will feed the needy, that will create compassion and mercy in your hearts. And that is what is lacking in you because of which you could say these words to somebody. So that is so, meaning this penalty is there. Why? In order that you may believe in Allah and His Messenger. You notice something again? You may believe. Didn't they already believe? Yes, they did. But why again? Believe again. To strengthen your faith. To correct your faith. Because clearly there was a problem because of which you uttered such words. You unleashed your tongue. There was a problem. And remember that iman increases and decreases. It decreases because of sin. Saying this statement is a sin. You have gone down. So now you have to go back up. You have to fix your iman. How do you do that? By giving the kafara. وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ And these are the limits set by Allah. These are laws that Allah has given. وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And for the deniers is a painful punishment. Ibn Abbas anhu said, Kafirin are those who refuse this. مَنْ جَحَدَ هَذَا Whoever refuses this, meaning he doesn't comply. He says, no, I'm not going to give this penalty. Whoever doesn't comply, then for them is a painful punishment in the hereafter. All of this to discipline the tongue. Remember that when it comes to marriage, when it comes to relationships, the wrong use of the tongue is extremely detrimental. It kills intimacy. It kills 
the closeness that the husband and wife can only enjoy. The love, the mawadda, and the rahma that Allah has created between the husband and wife, this is destroyed by what? By the wrong use of the tongue. It is said that Khawla radiallahu anha, her husband, when he pronounced these words to her, he was also becoming old. And with age, he was becoming more and more short-tempered. And in one episode of anger, he said these words to her. And now there was a problem. Does their marriage continue or is it over? And then she went to the Prophet ﷺ seeking an answer. And then these verses were revealed. Yes. Now these words are modernized. Usually people does I'm done. We are finished. If you will not do this, I'm going to do that, that. You know, this always reminds me of a story. There's a one family member in my back home. She has four kids. And uh, her husband just one day said to him, go out of this house. She came to our house uh, at nine o'clock. And uh, she said that he has uh, kicked me out. So we all pulled in and we just rent a house and we just, uh, you know, kept her safe and sound there. And uh, she was just a high school pass. She has two older daughters. Those were studying in a good school. So one of her sisters said, I will send you tuitions and you can run the tuition center in the same apartment. And she was living and um, her daughters were teaching the tuitions. No parents knew that she cannot read and write English, you know, at that time. And in my eyes, I saw her minting money within five years' time. And she bought her house, she bought her car, and her husband and her mother-in-law, because there was a fight in, in the house. They went somewhere else, and her husband had a paralyzed. And they came back to her after four and five years, saying sorry, and saying that I said these words when I was uh, not in my senses, I was drunk. And now they are living together. And she is still earning a lot of money with those tuition centers. And Allah gave her in such a way, this reminds me, Allah helped her in such a way. I mean, this is true. That And there's so many different shades of it, right? That how women are abused in their marriages, how common it is. That you see so many women, they sacrifice their career. They don't complete their school. They don't you know, pursue any further education. They're just constantly looking out of the family. They're making major sacrifices for the family. And then what happens? At the end, somebody, you know, the husband, he says these words. I'm not saying men are like that. Marriage is not evil. It's not evil. It's something beautiful. But many times, we see these injustices happening. So what we need to remember is that the person who's committed injustice against us is weak near Allah. Allah is still more powerful. He has control over our situation and he has full control over the person who has abused me, who has deprived me of my right. And if I ask him for an answer, for a solution, he will not deprive me. He will give me something. And we see, you know, in this story also that is shared, it's amazing how the couple got back together. You would wonder why, but many times they would want to reconcile. And in the story of Khawla radiallahu anha, same thing happened. We learned that Khawla radiallahu anha, she herself narrated, this is a hadith in Abu Dawood, where she said that my husband, Aus bin Samit, pronounced the words, Anti alayaka dhahri ummi to me. So I came to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, complaining to him about my husband. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam disputed with me and said, Remain dutiful to Allah. You know, fear Allah. He just kept saying to me, Fear Allah. And she said that I continued 
with my jidal and my shakwa to Allah until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran concerning the situation. That قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا And then all of these verses were regarding the kafara. So the Prophet wasallam said that your husband, go and tell him that he has to set free a slave. Khawla anha, she said, I said he cannot afford it. He's too poor. He doesn't have the money to free a slave. So the Prophet ﷺ said, he should fast for two consecutive months then. That is what Allah has said. So Khawla said that he's an old man, he cannot keep fasts. So the Prophet ﷺ said he should feed 60 poor people then. She said, he has nothing which he can give in charity. He cannot even afford to give charity. So she was there when at that moment a basket full of dates was brought to the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ told her that take this. And Khawla anha said, because that basket was not enough to feed 60 people, she said, I will bring another basket myself because she still had some money. So she said, I'll go get the other basket. Right? And then together that was given as kafara, and then the two were together again. If you think about it, Khawla radhiallahu anha, I mean, this is amazing. Look at her level of sabr, and her love also for her husband, because many times this is the situation. Many women, they will still love their husbands, even though their husbands have said something so nasty to them. Right? Khawla radhiallahu anha, what does she want over here? A real solution. She's not seeking revenge. If she was seeking revenge, she wouldn't worry about the kafara. She would say it's his problem. Yes, finally, he has to suffer now. No, she wants good for her marriage. She's really seeking a solution. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her the solution. Her marriage was fixed. Allah says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed, those people who يُحَادُّونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ Who oppose Allah and His Messenger. يُحَادُّونَ What is يُحَادُّونَ? To oppose, to go against someone. They oppose, meaning they disregard the command of Allah and His Messenger. كُبِتُوا They are abased. كَمَا كُبِتَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Just as those before them were humiliated. Kubitu from kaf bata. And kapt is to throw someone down on their face. To throw someone down, how? On their face. And the word is used for defeating someone, humiliating someone, or putting them to flight. So kubitu, those who fight Allah and His Messenger, oppose Allah's command, misuse the law that Allah has given. Well, right now they can enjoy it, or if they think they may be enjoying, but in reality, kubitu, they will be humiliated, just as those before them were humiliated. وَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ And certainly we have revealed clear evidences, وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ muhin, And for the deniers is a humiliating punishment that will do away with all their honor. So rejecting the command of Allah, disregarding it, belittling it, not acting upon it, opposing it, this is something that will cause humiliation in this world and the hereafter. The Prophet ﷺ said, وَجُعِلَ الذِّلَّةُ وَالصَّغَارُ عَلَى مَنْ خَالَفَ أَمْرِي In hadith we learn that ذِلَّة and صغار, Humiliation and disgrace is for who? For those who oppose the command of Allah. 
So any person who finds that he is not respected, that they are not respected, they have no honor, people don't respect them, they should think about this. How much do I respect Allah's law and Allah's commands that I should deserve respect? Because we see that disgrace, humiliation has been connected with what? Opposing Allah and His Messenger. So if I have no honor, people don't have any respect for me, maybe I have fallen short in showing respect to Allah and His Messenger. This is something we need to pay attention to. يَوْمَ يَبْعَثُهُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا On the day when Allah will resurrect them all, فَيُنَبِّئُهُمْ Then He will inform them بِمَا عَمِلُوا Of what they did. Right now, many people, they commit crimes and then they forget about them. They commit abuse and then they ignore it. A day is coming when everybody will be gathered together and everyone will be informed about what they have done. أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ وَنَسُوهُ أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ Allah enumerated it. What? Their deeds. وَنَسُوهُ And they forgot it. Those who committed those deeds forgot about them. And on that day they will see them all in front of themselves. Wallahu ala kulli shay'in shaheed. And Allah is a witness over everything. I want you to think about this. Ahsahullahu wa nasuhu. How often, how frequently we say abusive words to people who we claim to love. We do actions that only an enemy could do. Only someone who would hate someone would do. We say things and we do things that hurt others. We continue and we forget about it. But just because we have forgotten about it doesn't mean that it wasn't written. It is written. أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ وَنَسُوهُ Nothing escapes Allah's knowledge and nothing is hidden from Him. Nothing at all. He is عَالِمُ الْغَيْبِ shahada. What happens with us is that with time, we forget about our sins. Or with increased frequency also, we forget about our sins. We lose count. Allah does not lose count. أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ وَنَسُوهُ So the thing is that if we really want to mend our relationships, if we really want to improve our condition, then we must watch ourselves. We must check ourselves. What do I say? What do I do? The fear of Allah is necessary. And turning to Allah is necessary. Fearing Him and being honest. And turning to Him whenever there is a problem. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. قَدْ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ قَوْلَ الَّتِي تُجَادِلُكَ فِي زَوْجِهَا وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَسْمَعُ تَحَاوْرَكُمَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ بَصِيرٌ الَّذِينَ يُظَاهِرُونَ مِنْكُمْ مِنْ نِسَائِهِمْ مَا هُنَّ أُمَّ إن أمهاتهم إلا اللائي ولدنهم وإنهم ليقولون منكرا من 